Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. Thank you, Ben. That was beautiful. So great to come into a time of worship into God's presence. For those of you that don't know, Sade's actually pregnant, but she's just hiding behind the keyboard there. Surprise! She's eight months pregnant. You wouldn't know because she just like goes around the shopping centre and everywhere like with a keyboard in front of her. So, you know, she's hiding it so no one knows. And we all know now it's a boy because it was announced very publicly by her beautiful sons. <laughs> Gorgeous. Well, welcome. I'm Nicole Ma, campus pastor here. Welcome to Mother's Day. For those of you that don't know me, I'm married to Steve Ma. We've been married for 27 years and we have three beautiful sons, 21, 19 and 16. And Steve... Um, when he heard that I was doing this topic today, a letter to a younger mummy, he said, if I wrote a letter to a younger me, I would say, make sure you marry that girl. I was like, oh, that's gorgeous. Same here, best decision, got to marry well. <laughs> so good to have a spouse that champions you, who you are created to be in God. And if you do that for each other, release each other into everything God has, it makes for an awesome marriage, incredible family, so much that your children will pick up, up, up on that with that as well. So I thought it'd be fun to look back at some things I've learned along the way or wish someone had told me about. So some of these things we might not have done. I just wish I had done them. So <laughs> I just put that out there. Um, we, and I've done this in the form of a letter to a younger mum, me. So whether you're a mum or not, I know that some of the thoughts I share today will be helpful even though you're in a different season of life. So if this was just a letter to me, I would have written a few things differently. I would have said, don't overpluck those crazy book shield eyebrows of yours because unbelievably they're going to come back in style one day. Who would know that? <laughs> Definitely avoid the perm in the 80s and the bob hairstyle in the late 40s. Both are not really flattering. And definitely buy a good hair straightener as soon as they are invented. That will just change your world. But today is from a mum's perspective rather than a fashion stylist review as it is Mother's Day. So here's my letter to me. Hey Nicole, it's me writing from my early 50s. You probably don't recognise me with these little lines around my eyes, some grey hair highlights that increase every year, stretch marks and a figure that went south after giving birth to three sons. But there's nothing to be ashamed of. These lines are from years of laughter and the scars are a badge of motherhood and you wouldn't trade that for the world. You might want to start moisturising your decolletage though from now onwards. <laughs> you know you're getting old when you start telling people about how fast time flies. <laughs> but that's me now and it is so true. Our oldest son gets married next month, our middle one's at uni and the baby is learning to drive. How did that happen? I am really old. But here's some stuff that might be helpful if you care to take it on board. Being a mum is one of the greatest privileges you get to enjoy. Psalm 127, 3, 4 says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring are reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. What an incredible responsibility, holding those little arrows in your hands and having the power to choose how and when and what direction you send them into flight. You are the only person they can truly call mum. So embrace that. Don't let them call you Nicole. And with that, be the parent. You are not their friend and you will not earn their respect if they walk all over you or if they are making the decisions. 
Friendships will come in the later years if you do the groundwork when they're younger. You are the parent. It's not good for children to be in charge. They don't have the life experience and the wisdom that you have. You know what they should eat to be healthy, where to be warm, go to be safe, what time to go to bed so they get a good night's sleep and they can replenish and grow and heal and not be grumpy. Don't give in to their nagging and whining, even though they will try to wear you down and they are so good at it. <laughs> you do know best, trust me. Don't doubt or second guess yourself. And here's a um, picture. It, says, it seems unfair that the people who want to go to bed have to put the people to bed that don't want to go to bed. How many times now would you love someone to say, go and have a nap? Yes, thank you. I would love to do that. <laughs> Be intentional with your parenting as you are with the other areas of your life. Start as you mean to go. Sit down and think about how you want your kids to be as adults. Work back from there to know where to start and how to get there. Look at people around you who are ahead of you, who you determine are doing life well in this area and seek out their counsel, advice and parenting tips. In later years, you'll be a bit spoiled and have Pastor Diefing Kelly in the office work office next to you and you can pick her brains for her incredible wisdom and apply it in the life of your family. Take people out for coffee or lunch and ask them specific questions. Mums with kids that are older than you that are doing the journey magnificently or at least giving it a good crack. And you'll say, when did you start saying things like give it a good crack? When Jason Schroeder took over the church at Hepburnites. <laughs> Read great books and participate in parenting courses, then try to apply the principles involved. Embrace and enjoy every season, especially being a mum. Don't sweat the small stuff. The house doesn't have to be spotless all the time. There will be tantrums, and the kids sometimes too. When toddler Tom is touching the TV screen, putting sandwiches in the video recorder opening, Remember what your mum says. It's a season. This too shall pass. He's not going to be 16 and still touching the TV screen. And she was right. Tom hardly ever puts his sandwiches in the video recorder anymore either. <laughs> On that note, something really weird happens to your parents once they become grandparents. Remember how strict your mum was about eating and having a good routine? Yeah, well, one day your kids will come home after a sleepover at Nan's house and tell you they stayed up late and they had ice cream and coke for breakfast. And mum says, remember that was our secret? Like, is this the same woman that brought you up? What's going on here? And there's another slide. But that's their prerogative, right? They're grandma. I'm going to do the same. Just warning to my children. <laughs> my mum is a mum. You get what you get. Deal with it. My mum is a grandma. Would you like your grilled cheese cut into stars or hearts? It's true, right? <laughs> Sometimes as a parent, you'll be frustrated. Oh, frustrated, spoiler alert. You'll be sick of the sleepless nights, of the dirty nappies, and wanting that don't smell of Nutella, let's be real, and want to be doing so much more, even dream about going back to paid work. But don't rush it. You can put huge expectations on yourself. You should be doing this and you should be doing that. But God doesn't. Isaiah 40:11. he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Take the times available to you to pray, read the word and spend time with God. This is the most sacred time and what you're building into your kids at this time is eternal and precious.
One day you'll miss the days when you are able to stay home and be with your kids and not have to go to paid employment. Embrace pyjama days. There will be plenty of days in life that you need to wear pants. So make the most of it now. <laughs> Model contentment to your kids, not wishing away the time and wanting to be in the next season. Verbalising things like, oh, I can't wait till they go to school. Can't wait till they finish school. Can't wait till they drive a car. Can't wait till they leave home. Can't wait till I am a grandma, grandkids. If you do this, you'll actually be missing out on enjoying the uniqueness that comes with every stage of life. One day you will really miss the kids making your prezi at Mother's Day and those special events like the morning teas that were put on for you at the time. You know, I didn't think I'd miss that, but I just think that a macaroni necklace would have really enhanced my outfit today and <laughs> Lockie didn't make me one at high school. <laughs> Other people, they really love the baby phase or the adult children phase, but you'll personally really enjoy the primary school years. They're so uncomplicated and interesting. And you know where they are all day? Like between 8, 20 and 3, they're at school. It's like, no, this adult thing, I don't know where they are. Um, but just to waylay your fears, you will love the teen years too. Yes, it's challenging. Yes, it's frustrating and even heartbreaking at times. And teaching them to drive is one of the most nerve-wracking things you will ever experience. Do I get an amen from parents here? Yeah. Until you watch them drive off on their own. And then you really know the meaning of stress, anxiety and worry. But it will bring you onto your knees to pray very fervently. <laughs> but look for the benefits of every age and stage and celebrate them. With every season, you increase your capacity and learn to adapt. You've got this. Train them to be independent. Don't be helicopter parents hovering over their every move. Teach them responsibility. They can set their own alarms to wake up. They can make their own lunches, except Yanni. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they have practical life skills. They need those despite gender. Teach your boys to cook. Teach your girls how to look after cars and things so they know how to run a household in their future. Encourage them to appreciate what they have. Gratitude and thankfulness will take them a long way in this life. Teach them the concept of what things cost, what a dollar is worth. Model a great work ethic. You've got to love this scripture in 2 Thessalonians 3.10. Anyone who does not want to work for a living should go hungry. I think we should use that when it's chore time, right? When the kids have done their jobs around the house. This will improve their decision-making abilities greatly and equip them to set priorities to not be materialistic and to make wise decisions. Give them opportunities to be trusted and try new things, to try dangerous things. Climb trees, ride bikes, swim at the beach in the surf. Oh my goodness. But that's good because then they won't be scared when it's time to get baptised at C3 Queens Beach. <laughs> Even when Connor the adventurer at 13 wants to paraglide off a French mountaintop, just say to him, you realise most parents love their kids too much to let them do this, right? But then let him soar. Love God and love his house, which are actually two different things. Psalm 84, one day in your temple is better than a thousand anywhere else. I would rather serve in your house than live in the homes of the wicked. Nicole, your parents modelled this brilliantly, but how will you do it? Model attendance, prioritising attending church as a family, be engaged in worship. Encourage your kids to stand and participate in the worship with you. Let the banner over your house be, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. 
Serve and volunteer in the church together as a family. Your parents did this with their parents. You did it with yours and you'll love it when you see your family doing that. Let your life declaration be Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. Speak well about Christians and the church, especially leaders. Listen to the preaching. Ask your kids questions about it afterwards and stimulate a discussion. Encourage them to take notes when they're older. Read the word in your own time and help your kids set up their own special devotions. Something awesome called version will be invented as an app. It's amazing. Unfortunately, I can't explain to you what an app is. You'll just have to wait and see. But trust me, you will love them way too much, especially Instagram. <laughs> Bring the kids along to prayer meetings. You want your kids to stand with you and say, I was glad when they said to me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Read the Circle Maker book and pray circles around your children. Prayer turns ordinary parents into prophets who shape the destinies of their children, grandchildren, and every generation that follows. I'm going to say that again. Prayer turns ordinary parents into prophets who shape the destinies of their children, grandchildren, and every generation that follows. Psalm 103. Lord, your endless love stretches from one eternity to the other, unbroken and unrelenting towards those who fear you and those who bow face down in awe before you. Your faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made passes from parents to children to grandchildren and beyond. You are faithful to all those who follow your ways and keep your word. Steve never had that heritage, but he'll be the one that starts the new generational blessing and legacy throughout the Ma family. Your prayers are prophecies that you pray around your children. Your prayers will be a mantra that gets into their head and into their heart, and it becomes part of who they are. Pray they will make the right friends and the right choices, that their conscience will keep them on the straight and narrow, that they don't just survive, but they thrive, living life to the full, that they will discern the will of God, that they will choose Jesus-loving spouses. Pray they will hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, that they will have a prophetic ear and voice, and when they miss it, pray fervently for them to come back. So much more is caught than taught. Your kids are always watching your lifestyle, and they will pick up your attitudes and habits I remember watching Tom again. He's not here, so I can pick on him. <laughs> he was just, you know, frustrated with someone. He was like, mm, he was really angry. I thought, gee, that's a really ugly trait. We're going to really need to work on that. And later that day, I was driving, and someone was driving really slow in the right. And I was like, mm, and I went, hello. More is caught than taught. I needed to change my attitude and work on some character things because that's what I was modelling to my child. Keep up family mealtimes at the dinner table as much as possible. Make it a time of fun and open discussion. Invest in experiences and creating memories rather than accumulating possessions. Your kids desire your presence rather than your presence. Presence. Be engaged in the moment, not on your phone. Be fully committed in all you do. Serve wholeheartedly with an awesome attitude, not for recognition from man, but because you love Jesus. 
and you want to advance his kingdom, bless others. Contribute to programs like Beyond that help others in need. It makes you a better person who doesn't just think about your needs and focus on your own family dramas, but it lifts your eyes and it changes your perspective and makes you a better, grateful, robust, generous, thoughtful, kind, self-aware person and you're modelling that to your kids. Be a pivotal part of the church community. Your kids will notice big time and it gives them a really big heart. One of your prime responsibilities as a parent is to help your kids discover their life themes, what makes them tick, what do they feel passionately about. And Proverbs 22.6 says, Dedicate your children to God and point them in the way they should go, and the values they've learned from you will be with them for life. Another version that I love says, They will find their, find their bent and develop that. You've been entrusted to look after, teach, Model train them and how they should live. So discover their sweet spot. Where are their God-ordained gifts that overlap with their passion? Know your children, then you'll know what scriptures to pray over them. And you'll get joy spending time with your kids. Just love watching them do what they love. Seeing them flourishing, using the gifts placed within them. Finding their purpose. Watching them run in their own lane, not be a clone of someone else, an imitator, not comparing themselves with others and feeling prideful or inadequate, but being who they were created to be. It'd be tempting sometimes to get caught in the competitive comparison trap, even with other mums, and feel like you've got to have your kids at everything that's going on, maybe even live vicariously through them or think that they're not at tennis, art classes, swimming, kumon, footy, dance, gymnas gymnastics, soccer, etc. They're going to miss an important milestone and be socially and educationally inept. <laughs> but as Franklin Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. And take on this advice for yourself personally too. Find your tribe, the girlfriends that get you and have got your back. You'll laugh and cry together and you'll champion each other on. You'll have amazing friends and they're so good at so many things from decorating, craft, baking, painting, gardening, juggling the many adversities and challenges of life and that's just Laura. And some will even enjoy jogging, which is hard to believe you'd be friends with someone who would do that. Um, <laughs> but you could become discouraged. You look at the birthday parties that they've styled and professionally, you know, made for their one-year-old and feel like you're sadly lacking. You know, you bought the $5 mud cake from Coles, tasted all right. But you've got to go with your own strengths and talents and activate and utilise them. Don't be sucked in by the social media posts. It's just the highlight reel, right? Remember, it's not a true depiction of reality. Amazing, imagine if we posted our reality. Oh, here's me. I did three loads of washing today. Yeah, that's not exciting. <laughs> Comparison will destroy you. You'll either compare your best to someone's worst and you'll feel pride in yourself or superior, or what women do mostly, compare your worst to their best and you feel inadequate. Let other people's achievements motivate you positively. If social media or Pinterest makes you feel jealous, discouraged, self-pity, inadequate, incompetent, if you lose your joy and gratitude, then stop looking at it. <laughs> Only look at the Pinterest fails so you can laugh and say, yeah, that's what mine would look like. So come on, we need a laugh. Let's have a look at some Pinterest fails. You know I love these so much. Okay. That is one scary looking hedgehog. <laughs> 
Nailed it. Oh, yeah. Awesome. That'd be my craft attempt. All right, the train cake. <laughs> Minions. Yeah. See, aren't you all feeling better now? Yeah, that's, I do that. I just love looking at those. Courage and support one another. Champion each other. Be generous with your likes on social media and gracious and uplifting with your words. As a mum, still keep your own identity. Get creative in carving out some personal time to still be the unique person you were created to be. Do what energises you. Discover how to fill your tanks, your emotionally, emotional, mental, spiritual and physical ones. And prioritise some form of regular exercise. I remember um, when the kids were little, just I think Tom was sort of the end of primary school and Steve was going to be f five minutes later home and I wanted to go to a pump class, an exercise class, so I said to the boys, I'm just leaving you, but Dad will be home in five minutes. So I went off. Well, during that time, Lockie answered the phone and said, Mummy left us home alone to go to the pub. <laughs> pump, pump, <laughs> for five minutes. <laughs> Surprised I didn't lose my job about that one. <laughs> Honestly, it was the gym. <laughs> Be real about your struggles. Here's a quote I saw this week and I'm like, yes, this is beautiful. Somewhere out there is a woman who is in the same place as you. She's questioning if, she cu if she's cut out for this. And a perfectly curated photo and caption isn't going to remind her that she is. But an honest story will. As a mum, go with your strengths and always remember you are enough. Be the unique you you were called to be. Put your relationship with Jesus first and, of course, with your hubby and be good to yourself. P.S. Take as many photos of your third child as you did for your firstborn. Hashtag awkward. <laughs> Say it again. Be engaged, not on your phone all the time. Life's too short for mediocre coffee. That's just nothing to be with a mum. That's a life tip for everybody. And really, parenting is just a walk in the park. Let's have a look at this one. Raising kids is like a walk in the park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> you are enough. Be you. Love from the old girl. Might be a fun thing to do during the week, ladies and men actually. So if you could give your younger self some advice, what would it be? And see if there's anything there that, that's, that stands out. And if you are mature in your life, it'd be great to spend some time with some of the younger ladies and feel free that you could you know, help them and encourage them in the different areas of their life. It can sometimes be lonely and isolating. We don't even know that people are in that situation. But definitely my best advice above is to have a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus and to make him, make that the priority in everything that you do. The most well-known Bible verse is probably John 3.16. We see it on TV shows and advertise and people just roll it off their tongue, you know. God so loved the world, he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. We don't really think about what that is saying. Jesus left the splendour of heaven. He gave up all control because he came to earth as a baby. And he was the son of God and the son of man entrusted to normal, imperfect people just trying to do their, the best that they can, just like us. 
imperfect but trying to do the best we can, hitting the mark sometimes and missing it completely at other times. And Jesus lived with a family. He had siblings and all, experienced all the ups and downs that comes with that. He started his ministry at 30 years of age and changed the world with his teachings about love, his treatment of women and children and so much more. Then he was taken prisoner, tortured, mocked, whipped and beaten. He went through the most cruel death on a cross. And I used to think, well, that was harder for Jesus than it was for God. He didn't have to suffer. But then I became a parent. And I understood what seeing Jesus on the cross and suffering like that meant to God the Father. When he says, I love you so much that I gave my son for you. The parent heart understands the cost, the pain and torment and torment and some of what God felt doing that for us. And it gives me a small glimpse of the overwhelming, incredible love that God has for me and has for you. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.